Hi, this is Selena. And this is Faluke. And we love talking about Married at First Sight. This is the last episode, the wrap-up episode for season 11. We're going to be talking about the the finale and then the reunion. So I'm excited about this one. Are you excited, Faluke? I'm pumped. And I'm also, even though I've moaned all season that it was such a long season I'm actually shocked that it's over we made it we made it to the end our couples are where they are we know where they stand there's no more mystery but most of all I I I have so enjoyed discussing these episodes with you Selena and so I'm sad that our season is coming to an end but hopefully we'll be able to pick back up in January yeah it seems like they're going to be wrapping around real quick Spoiler alert, it sounds like they're going to Atlanta, which makes sense because that's the only place that I've seen that's open up um, <laughs> in the U.S. enough to feel. You're right. I'm wondering if they're going to be able to go to the club and stuff because that's what they do in Atlanta and they're not requiring masks. But also mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to put together, or they already have put together, two people from opposing political ideologies or because they will have been in this look at your face they will have been in this process during election season and so how potentially we could see them see the new presidency results before us kind of like how we live through the covid announcement in this season we're starting to see Married at First Sight capsulize a lot of the largest moments in our, not just cultural zeitgeist, but in our world. I don't know. I feel like um, Married at First Sight and Lifetime in general, I won't even say about the show, but Lifetime in general, I think that they have taken quite an apolitical stance. Um, I know that we've talked about COVID, which I would consider a you know rather nonpartisan issue. It's more of a cultural thing than a political issue. I don't know if they're going to to go that far out on the ledge. I feel like if they were going to do that before I did opposing political views, I would want to see them do a couple that is um, truly interracial. In the past, they've had um, white men and Latina women together, but those Latinas have been white Latinas, so not much um, inter-racism there. So I would love, maybe before they got to um, um, opposing political views, to see something like that, you know, like baby steps. Also, I know maybe we're far off, but would love to see a same-sex couple. Yeah, another baby step that could be made. I feel like MAPS plays it very, very safe with their um, choices, and they still have only a 50% uh success rate so i feel like before they get to something as potentially um fired up as uh politics they they have a number of like different avenues that they could take if they want to spice it up and switch it up a little bit and it's not like another maths um franchise hasn't done same sex before we know they have on maths australia so we know it's not a maths thing i'm guessing it's perhaps a lifetime thing I don't know, but mm. that is what I'd be. Well, Life- Lifetime just had their first same-sex holiday movie, if I'm not mistaken. Did they? 
I well, saw. I know they were getting a lot of criticism about it, and then eventually, yeah. let me see. I saw a trailer for a same-sex holiday um, movie, but it wasn't through Lifetime. It was through Netflix. No, it was Hulu. Oh, I thought it was Hulu. With Kristen Stewart? Yeah, I thought that was Netflix, but perhaps it is Hulu. But either way, it's not Lifetime. Okay, so this year, Lifetime is going to have their first gay couple romance movie, holiday romance movie. Okay, so it's probably Lifetime coming up a little late to the party, moving a little slow. So we can expect in maybe two years we'll have our first maths, as you call it, same-sex couple and or gender non-conforming couple. I would also love to see that. Yeah. So I, w- I would like to see them switch up the couples a little bit more, take a few more risks, calculated risk. Um, but I guess that we'll see. We'll see with time. Yes. Life. So back to, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Let's mm-hmm. wrap up this current season. What were your overall thoughts about the results of our couples? I don't think anything was surprising, um, except obviously the Miles and Karen um, situation. Everything else feels like it ended uh, the way that it should. Or, yeah, it ended the way that it should. How did you feel about it? I thought everything ended the way that I thought it would I was a little surprised about Karen and Miles as you said because I could tell by the editing that they were being set up as the wild card at the reunion and also based on their placement the order that they were put in because Mm -hmm. they typically tend to start with like a couple that's going to make you believe and then they go into one that you know isn't going to work and then they kind of have a wild card-ish one and then they have one that is definitely a no-go is going to be hurt feelings and then they like to end with like a sappy loving story I felt like that was the structure that they were setting up and Mm -hmm. I felt like Miles and Karen were going to be there was definitely going to be a surprise element I just thought it was going to be one-sided I thought either either Karen or Miles was going to say yes I didn't believe that they were both going to say yes um but I should have gone with my gut because at the beginning of our podcasting days, I was saying that I really do think that they could end up together. They just need to get their stuff together. It just, we weren't shown them getting their stuff together. So I thought it wasn't going to work out. But now I'm like, production, I think, pulled one on us. Or I need to figure out what what changed for them. Um, did did it, And did it include the, the kitchen island? Was it just one day a heat of passion? Show me, show me what you got. I'm your man type of situation. And then it all mm-hmm. shook up in a mm-hmm. time period where there were no cameras around because based on what we saw, there wasn't even straws to grab. During the finale, when we were talking about what was going to happen, like um, if they were going to be together or not, I was almost certain that it was going to be a no. I think Miles had expressed very fervently that it would be hard for him to accept a wife that, you know, we're not sure if we're compatible in all ways. Um, And you know what I'm saying with that. So I thought it was a sure thing. So when he said yes, and she said yes, I was super surprised. However, when we got to the reunion, I think they did cover... um, what happened, how they got their shit together um, a little bit more. And so we can talk about this couple first. At the reunion, I think Karen was saying that the tide turned for her 
when she felt like Miles was being more real. And I think what she meant by more real me meant that Miles was able to say, you're getting on my nerves, girl, more often than he did. So at, at least from my understanding, I think that's what Karen was waiting for. And then obviously what Miles was waiting for then happened because I guess she just needed someone um, someone to tell Checker. her she's annoying. Yeah. And then she was ready to go in the intimacy world so she was ready to bus it yeah because apparently now they are meeting each other's physical needs as they <laughs> alluded to and and they both look like they were glowing miles had a nice little haircut at the reunion karen always radiant they look happy i actually i don't think they're putting on for us they really look happy karen also seemed not to be threatened by all these um girls on the internet who are coming for miles and thinking he's amazing and speaking down to her she handles herself well i'm a karen fan i'm not a karen fan i think what happened or what happened as it relates to all of those girls and the adoration from um Twitter sphere was Karen was reminded like this is a catch I think that Karen had maybe lost sight of the fact that Miles was you know a prize like somebody um worthy of admiration we know from the beginning that Karen wasn't necessarily feeling him we know from watching the show that it took her quite a while to to get to a point where she could even be friendly with him and so I think that once she saw I think that she thought that he was a simp and once she saw that other people didn't share that opinion she was like oh shit let me step back and really like take stock and I think what we saw during the reunion was her like yeah like standing in yeah my man is bomb like my people want my man and he's my man and I think that uh, especially knowing how Karen is maybe a little bit toxic maybe a little bit of that um old school gender roles I think that she needed to feel like this is my man and yeah he's wanted but he's all mine and yeah. do I agree with that no but obviously it works for her and that's all he wanted from the beginning he said Miles said that he wanted a woman who was proud to be with him who felt you know all hot and bothered when she saw him and and I feel that from them now they feel like they actually have some type of sexual chemistry at this point which is nice yeah I think you're spot on when you say that she probably gets off on the fact that other women want her man yeah uh in the isolation of married at first sight she probably could only see what was right in front of her I was like Ugh, I don't his I think his love comes too easy for her she's not used to the simplicity of affection. She wants to work for it. She wants to grind for it. She wants to question it. Um, and so because she was not used to the way that he gave love with generosity, she questioned it and the perceived value. it to be yeah. less than it was just mm -hmm. because it, it was easy. Um, and I get that, but I'm glad she's found the light. And I hope that 
in these, what was initially six weeks, but ended up becoming X amount of weeks, 10, 14, 17 weeks, that that's only a blimp in their relationship and they move forward better. I hope that they don't backslide to the place of doubt or depression or debilitating temperaments comments to each I hope that that was just the getting to know you period and now that they're they've penetrated each other's souls and their holes that they will be nothing but strong fortified and holes yes but anyway what I hope for them is I really hope that they now that the cameras are gone now that you know, the popularity over time will wane, maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but in the next five years, we will stop actively seeking out content on the this particular couple. And I hope that Karen still, and Miles also, but since it seems to be an issue more with Karen, I hope Karen still keeps in her heart that this is, this is a prize, this is something that is valuable. Um, because I have noticed that with a lot of people who take a lot of stock in other people finding their partner attractive, once that goes away, then the the certainty that they are attractive and a good partner goes away too. Basically, what you're saying is we're watching you. Stay up, Karen. Just know what you got. Like, I, obviously you didn't know but now you do know so don't forget don't switch up don't forget that's it not the amnesia jesus well speaking of amazing couples karen and miles live right down the road from our fan favorites amani and woody what did you think obviously we knew they were going to stay together i don't know why they faked that they were getting a divorce but i think it is so cute that they got a house up the street from each other what I did not think was super cute was that they see each other like three to four times a week I thought that was excessive (laughs) I mean Woody and Miles are best friends so I what I took from that was maybe Karen and um, Omani don't see each other three to four times a week but Woody and Miles probably do because they seek each other out so uh, more than likely what happens Karen might come home some days and Woody's over there or vice versa. Amani might come home and Miles is over there. Um, I thought that it was cute. Um, uh, truthfully, with Woody and Amani, with basically all the other couples, it is hard to to have something to say about them because what should have happened happened. With Woody and Amani, it seemed like from day one they were willing to do the work. They did the work. They're still doing the work. Like it. It feels very. Um, Woody seems like he's putting in that work. The way that Amani giggles you know, and stuff. It seems very anticlimactic, like in a way that great relationships are. Like, yeah, this is going to be effortful, but it seems like they're both locked in. The end. Like it, it's just there's no, there's no drama there in the best way possible. So absolutely, yeah. I actually, when you know the finale and the reunion end up being a time where we basically relive the season over and over and over again in flashbacks. And I was reflecting back to the first time we met Woody. And I remember thinking to myself, this man is an F boy. He is not going to bring nothing. He's into the image of marriage. And he, he exceeded my expectations for him consistently, consistently. I love that he's a Scorpio also shout out to the Scorpio gang, 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 gang. 
also mm-hmm. the fact that he is the bridge amongst the group that was a surprising fact i learned from the reunion is he's the one that keeps in touch with everyone when they said does anybody speak to brett it wasn't a chuckle moment from woody he's i just want to make sure he's okay you know i go to drinks with henry he's a good time blah blah blah, blah which also made me think that henry is still a gemini but i digress um mm-hmm. woody is really showing out and even at the reunion getting Amani another ring another ring to say I wanted to choose for you something I wanted to use this as a symbol of my choice of you that was it was I wouldn't I wouldn't um personally appreciate it because I'd be like where do these finances come from I already have a ring are we going to liquidate the first ring what's going on you should talk to me about this but the sentiment was nice for their relationship now to me that portion honestly Woody let me step back and just like you go through my first impressions and how much he exceeded my expectations because he absolutely did I did not think that he was going to be a fuckboy I just thought that he was uh, like you said one of those people that are completely about the image completely a twitter nigga completely uh my queen nigga and I just (laughs) I truly hate ingenuine things like that like just for show type of activities and so when I saw him I was like oh here we go here we fucking go but it the way that he made himself seem genuinely interested in Imani over and over and over in so many different ways uh won me over so I know it was winning Imani over um but then that ring it just didn't it didn't feel genuine it felt so it felt so contrived even uh, Woody has something he's never told you before like the whole thing just felt like after all set up all of this effort Woody to make yourself seem you know honest and a man of integrity and a man uh, you know that is genuinely interested it this like you're it's overkill you're doing too much it's corny it's cheesy it's contrived um it, it I wouldn't been a turn off for me enough for me to be like no but it would have I probably would have rolled my eyes internally because it felt like it was something more for him than it was for me at least in my um, perspective from my perspective yeah, well, he is, as he alluded to, is he's he's setting the bar high for other men who are watching the series, apparently. I wanted to ask you, would you want a Woody? I don't think that I would want a Woody. And I think that um, during the, the group portion of the activity, they said something to the effect of, like, Woody is not the perfect man. But what I do appreciate about Woody and what I'd want my own partner to learn from Woody is just the consistency um showing up in different ways in the way that your spouse needs it or your partner needs it I love the way that you know maybe this wasn't a big deal to me as someone looking in but obviously to Amani this was something major I feel like that happened so many times like at one time they were talking about tacos or something that felt silly to me but obviously it hit who it needed to hit and that's genuine that's real so I like that a lot um I don't think I would want a Woody I don't think I would want someone that has those braids has that but I really do love the consistency and I really do love the the tailoring 
to your partner, to your person? Yeah, I would add, I agree with you. The one other thing I want to add that I would charge to my ideal partner would be his openness, his willingness to see his own faults or shortcomings, because that is so valuable. And I don't even know if I'm as evolved as Amani. I think Amani and Woody are made for each other. I am not made for Woody. Amani brings out so much greatness in him and vice versa. So I was really proud to see their relationship unfold. Now, are you surprised that Imani is going to take Woody's last name? And is that something that's important to you in your future marriage, should you choose? I'm not surprised that Imani is taking Woody's last name. I think that, I don't think Imani has proven to be a traditional um, wife, but I think that Woody has said as much that he has rather traditional values and, and I was not surprised that that was something important to him, not surprised that was something that made him smile. So I, it wasn't a shocker to me that Amani did it. She probably did it for him much more than for herself. Um, as for me and my house, um, it I feel like I would be very much like Amani. I don't think that it would matter that much to me, but if it really mattered to my partner, and I could see myself doing a cute hyphenate. Like I could probably get down with that, but it wouldn't, if you're asking me without thinking about who my partner's going to be, no, I don't care. I don't care about the last name. I mean, even the kids, the kids can take a hyphenate. So come on. I, <laughs> I think it would to me. Were you surprised that she took his last name? Hmm. That's a good question. You know, I ask questions I don't have the answer to. You had time to think. I know, I know. I don't know if I was surprised because I hadn't really thought about their last names prior to the question being asked. I think I was more just surprised that it was a discussion. Yeah. I I, I didn't really think that much about it. But Amani was kind of adamant about it. She's like, well, I've been trying to do it, but the courthouses are closed and blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I think the modern woman, the modern person has so many options of what they can do. You can take somebody's name. You can hyphenate it. You can even co- make a completely brand new last name. Mm-hmm. I think when, when you're a couple that's thinking about children, it's a lot more, it feels like there's a lot more pressure because you show up at school and you don't want to have to explain, well, I'm this, but the child is this and blah, 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 whatever. Um, I was just surprised it was a conversation that they're having. I would love to see this conversation throughout the season more. Um, and I was surprised that they only brought it up with Imani and Woody. Like, I I guess maybe it hit for anyone else. Like, no one else changed their name. So it was kind of like a drop. But I was just like, what? Maybe they... Maybe they just needed to come up with things to discuss with Amani and Woody because they've been smooth sailing, still happy, still married, new life, new ring, that's it. Things yeah. are con- pretty consistent with them, so they needed to, to give them some, some, some zest, some, some, some questions from left field, if you will. Um, let's go to one of our couples that are not uh, doing as hot. Was there any couple that we learned something new about? Well, actually, I was thinking since you said going left, we should probably go with Brett and Olivia. Did you think that Brett would not show up um, to the reunion um, space with Olivia? I think he has a flair for dramatics. He likes attention, right? He's He's not distant to actually be distant. He's distant to get attention. 
So the performance of, of not showing up, I think, fed his ego. Also, we're in a pandemic, so there could be real concerns about his safety or his job and who he's exposed to. But also, if I was Brett, maybe I also don't want to show up. I've already talked to you about my relationship ending with this woman at length, at length. It's been ended, and then you still had me show up for the finale. Now you also want me to show up again for the reunion? Good Lord, we've ended before the season ended. We ended again at the finale, and we're ended again. There's not much more to talk about. You all have made me into a villain, although they tried very deeply to humanize him and also, you know, give give a give some type of guilt to Olivia or what have you but we're done enough 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 I am so tired of seeing them on the screen I don't want to hear about them I don't want to talk about them no shade I'll let you talk about them but yeah I don't know I thought that it was I don't know how to say it I thought that it was cowardly of him um and maybe it made sense for him to not want to be, I guess, let me stop and really think about this. What I'm trying to say is if I were Brett, I think that knowing how image conscious he is, knowing, as you said, he has a flair for the dramatics, making a point, all of that good stuff. I feel like I would have wanted to participate in the group session more than I would have wanted to participate um, singularly with Olivia. I'm surprised that he flipped that and wanted to be in the room or or felt obligated for whatever reason to be um, in the room, air quotes, with Olivia for the one-on-one -on -one session, but chose to opt out of the group session um, for all of the reasons that you listed. Like they have had this one-on-one -on -one breakup. They have spoke about why. They have spoke about how it's uh, irreversible, irredeemable, like it's not gonna happen. And it seems, or, or perhaps maybe it doesn't seem, I thought based on what Woody was saying that um, maybe the group had a, a relationship or a dynamic that maybe he wouldn't take the chance to resolve. Meaning that he has talked to Olivia and said, I don't wanna be with you anymore. But it felt very um, callous to also push the group to the side and not have that same conversation um, with the group of people that you have been doing this with for three plus months at this point. Um, I just thought that that was um, kind of weird and um, indescribable for me. I thought that um, the group, uh, when they said that he wouldn't be coming to the group session, I think that you could read all of the group members' faces and see um, their reaction, even though they did not say anything. And I think that it, it reflected poorly on him. And as someone who is so image conscious, I would think that he would be a little bit more um, clever or wily than that. Um, but I, I think that unfortunately he has done a great job of helping um, the producers and the editors make him a villain. Like he has supported that um, effort in his own in his own actions and so when he talks about oh well obviously you didn't see everything because it's edited you have not helped your own actions have not helped the situation at all so that's how I feel about it yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent maybe we can follow up with him on tinder for commentary 
Um, also, do you remember when when he replied to a tweet about him? Denies or our um, yes. <laughs> oh God! It... To defend himself, he seems he's he seems like he's still on one and will continue to be on one. He's he's happy on Tinder, hooking up with all these different girls. I'm sure there are still women who are still attracted to him for some reason and it seems like olivia is a little bitter but she may come out of this better uh i was going to say something to that effect not necessarily that she's bitter but i think that she didn't do i think that if olivia had chosen to take the high road um it would have she would have fared a little bit better in my estimation and in my eyes i think that when she decided to like go low during the reunion and be like yeah i heard what he said to the girls and he said this and that or or tell me something nice today i'm feeling down like that more than anything did a, a humanize brett like it just mm-hmm. felt like damn olivia like you t- telling us what he's writing on tinder girl like <laughs> Why? What in the world? Why do you care I, this much? Like, come on. I think Go she's on. really frustrated that she failed. I don't think she she saw a future with Brett. She she sounds like she was turned off from him once he started to show the truth of his personality. What she's frustrated by is she took a risk, thought it would work out, wanted this to be her ideal marriage, and she, in some ways, is not taking that much credit for its failure. She's putting it all on him. He is the catalyst for the crumble. And so she resents that. I think she's good at a lot of things that she does. Like you said, her barrel curl, her her pink lip, her outfits are put together. She has a life that looks very lovely and she makes a good amount of money and she's a nurse. She has to have some level of achievement-oriented internal compass. So this is like a dark mark on her record. I think that's what's driving most of her emotion. But speaking of people who did not show up at the reunion, Amelia and Bennett gave us a little remote concert update from Virginia. Let me tell you that when they said they were going to start singing the song, I fast forward. <laughs> like, like, I don't have time. Me too. Like, I, I, I don't know what it is. Even at the end when they reprised it, I turned it off. I was like, here we go. <laughs> Yeah, they're about to do some weird shit and that's what they do their weird shit very well but I just don't have the time for it every time I see Amelia and Bennett do something I hear your voice in the back of my head that goes don't question it do not question it exactly I just you just gotta let them roll and rock rock and roll like okay it's Amelia and Bennett next so no I didn't the song but they seem very happy they're in uh richmond now or charlottesville rather i think she's at uva so exciting times they seem like they're still together still loving each other but you know it was interesting and i wanted to hear your thoughts on how um first bennett got that job seemingly out of what a left field that solar power job do you think that he's going as corporate as Bennett can go, do you think that he's cleaning up, trying to, you know, make it good? He's a solar power consultant, and that did also catch me off guard at first. But I think he's one of those people who probably stands at the movie theater or the grocery store and says, hey, have you heard about switching to green and you can get free tickets or something? Like, I don't think it's that deep <laughs> of a job. <laughs> I think it's no. something to give him 
it gives him something to do. It allows him to connect to a network that is outside of Amelia because he's in a new state. And it sounds like her family is there. So a lot of their socialization probably revolves around her. Their hours revolve around her because she has odd hours. So they're really only seeing each other when they sleep and all these other things. So he needs something for himself. They say that happiness is having someone to love, something to look forward to, and something to do. He needed something to do. What surprised me more was actually their, his tattoo. I think Bennett is actually more committed to this marriage than Amelia. I think they will stay together. But something stood out for me in the finale episode, Bennett got a tattooed on his arse, which almost gave Pastor Cal a heart attack. He was like, this is too much for me. And I said, that is the representation I need of a Black man being like, enough of this. <laughs> um, versus Amelia, who reacted and was like, I guess we'll be married forever with this up-ending tone, with this teeth smile. It's the same teeth smile she gave when they said, well, when do you spend time together? And they're like, when we sleep. Like, <laughs> right. It, uh, I don't think, and they didn't really inquire deeply about this, but I don't think they're having those hard conversations still. Mm-hmm. They're just making it work in their little one-bedroom studio kitchen all the things in one room keeping busy keeping creative keeping curious and saying this is fine I would like to check in on Amelia and Bennett in five years I would like to check in on in on Amelia and Bennett when they have a child when Amelia completes grad uh graduate study and starts becoming a practicing physician is Bennett secure enough to not resent her success is Bennett secure enough not to resent her schedule and will he feel fulfilled living in her world? I think Bennett is, Bennett has the tools. It seemed from our brief time seeing him on the show, Bennett has the tools to be able to speak out what is bothering him. So not to say that he is uh, mature or secure enough to not be bothered, but I think that he is at least mature enough to say so and um, speak to why before it becomes a real problem. The issue that I worry about, and I'd be interested in seeing them in five years too, is Amelia, um, as you noted, Faluke, earlier in the season, is very much a, a go with the flow, like whatever works, works type of uh, girl. And when Bennett comes to her with I'm unhappy because of X or because of Y or because of Z. I don't know if she's going to have the, I don't want to say mental capacity, but the the emotional wherewithal to to rise to that and to solution on that. Like, I, I, I don't think that, I don't want to say that she would be dismissive, but I don't think that she would offer any solutions to any of the problems that, that he might bring to her and I could he I could see how that would be grating on someone's nerves after a while so I'm interested to see how they go I worry that um Amelia is not capable of having hard conversations or perhaps not capable but she so actively avoids them that eventually she'll end up avoiding her husband because he is just chock full of hard conversations but for now, it's all rain, raindrops and gumdrops and sugar bears and all that. They seem just happy as clams living together in that little studio apartment. And 
they haven't talked about the children again. I feel like Bennett is still a no-no on that, but maybe they'll adopt. Maybe maybe that will be a happy happy medium. And I feel like um I don't know how old Amelia is, but she is getting up in age and and she's at the start of a very busy but hopefully successful career. So perhaps that would work better in her schedule too. Um okay, so let's do our last couple. Yeah, so we've talked about Amelia and Bennett, hopeful for them. Who are we on to last? Um, what's that girl's our name? Christ- favorite pageant girl, Christina, and our favorite king of shade, Henry. First of all, I really liked um, during the reunion, Christina's little um, hair color at the end. I thought that was cute. Like, I thought that was nice. And I think that is unfortunately the nicest thing I have to say about her um I think that obviously no surprise they broke up but during the reunion what I really didn't appreciate about Christina is she tried to uh, pull some revisionist history on all of us knowing that we have just watched this play out um I appreciated how conciliatory she seemed about what she did to Henry in terms of saying things that were untrue about him and and his sexual preferences. But I don't think that she owned up to why enough for me. Like, I think that she realized what she did um, was not a good thing, but I don't think that she was able to ever say what I did was deeply not fair, not cool, and and I and I'm not going to do anything like that again. Like I don't think that she took any accountability on her own um, for what she did. How did you feel about that? I think she just wants this whole thing to be over. She is she is a little bit twisted. Yeah, Christina's already dating somebody else, which Henry was like. Normally, it takes me some time to recover from a relationship, but do you, boo? Um, and I don't know if she's really sorry, but I'm, I'm, I am confident that she is tired of people dragging her. Christina has shed a lot of tears in these past couple episodes, and I don't think it's over the, the end of her marriage. I think it's coming from a deep sense of embarrassment. She is very confident, apparently, when she's got her phone in Henry's face saying, I will release this information if you don't stop telling people my business. Mm-hmm. But then when she gets confronted on camera, all of a sudden she turns into a meek person who just, quote, wants this all to be over. She's gone to Mexico to flee and make herself feel better. Her friends are telling her it's all going to be okay because we know that so far that she surrounds herself with yes people and who she needs to surround herself with are a team of therapists who can help with her chronic lies not a team girl a a team and she says she's in a casual relationship I want to know if the man that she's been having intercourse with knows they're in a relationship number one and number two I'm wondering if she uses sexual intimacy to deal with deeper issues it seems like she jumps from one guy to another because again back to my theory about her deep-seated childhood wounds I don't know if she truly knows how to love herself if she knows how to listen to her internal guidance if her internal guidance isn't saying make everyone around you miserable how do you instead of sometimes when you're unable to grasp your own joy 
you try to diminish that of the people around you to make yourself feel heightened in comparison. I think that's a Christina. I don't know. I can't say. I, I struggle with trying to like assign or ascribe traumas or issues with her because admittedly like we don't know her we've only seen her for a very specific amount of time in a very specific situation that is very unnatural so I I can't say if there's some you're right and I'm not a doctor yeah but but I didn't realize when Christina was talking about I have lived honey I didn't know she was talking about all these affairs not all these affairs. We now know about one affair, but it just seems like she lives a life by sketch between these random friends that show up, her lack of housing, you know, allegedly whatever else that she's done. I don't, I don't, you know, maybe I shouldn't be writing on her or whatever, but she feels not sturdy. And I'm wondering if the experts knew this from the beginning and this was a choice of good television hope not because the experts are not pastor cal but there's at least one doctor on the experts panel in um dr pepper and i would hope that um her um hippocratic oath would preclude her from uh exploiting someone who clearly is having like mental issues yeah yeah but one never knows or no yeah i was gonna say henry Henry was not, he said from the beginning, he had a low attraction to her from the wedding. He was finding out stuff about her and he was not trying to, I have here, he was not trying to catch anything from feelings to diseases to toxicity. He Mm -hmm. was distant from the start because we see he has the potential to come out of his shell. He just didn't want to break out of his shell for her. Now Mm -hmm. it sounds like after the show, many people are sliding into his DMs to break him out of his perceived shell. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I, I can't really, I, when I watched Henry, I did not think to myself, you know, I really, I want to break him out of his shell, but I'm sure that someone felt that way. Just like, I'm sure someone didn't understand how uh, attractive I felt Miles was the more that I watched him. But, um, uh, I mean, in the end, I think Henry has, um, perfectly identified it he's he's struggling with um self-esteem issues he's struggling with self-confidence and I look forward to him being off of tv and handling that like really getting a grip on that because whatever relationship he goes into um could benefit from it I think that he um has presented himself as a nice guy I don't think that there's anything beyond what he already identified that about himself that's wrong with him um so I I mean I I'm not excited to hear anything else about him you know if I never heard about him again that would be fine but I I just hope he gets the help that he needs and that he's identified that he needs here's where we differ I think I am most compatible with Henry out of the entire cast Mm -hmm. why and when you say compatible, well, you mean a friendship compatibility or that is what you're most closest to your partner? Probably your friendship wise, where I would be like, Henry, please stop dragging these folks. They don't deserve it. But I would be intrigued by the level by which he did the drag. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Henry's really grown on me during the season. Maybe we're not going to get married and perhaps we won't get drinks every week, but his arc was one that I enjoyed watching. I wish it wasn't filled with so much pain, but he handled himself well. And I look forward to seeing what he does with the rest of his future. Hmm. I just thought that it, it was, I thought he was a nice guy. It seemed like he was funny. It seemed like, you know, if we were at a dinner table together, we would laugh. Um, but I don't think that I would look forward to texting him or talking on the phone or any of those things. Well, those are all our couples. We yeah. have, let's run back through them. Monty and Woody, still happy, still married. Brett and Olivia, still not married, upset. still yes. upset. <laughs> Amelia and Bennett are hanging in Virginia for lovers, yeah. having a good time, singing songs and being different still married. Christina and Henry, not married. Karen and Miles, still married. Mm-hmm. So it was three three out of five couples still married. Three and out. two for two with the Black couples. Let me ask you, of the entire season, what was your funniest moment? What was the moment that really just got you? <laughs> I don't know if it was the funniest, funniest moment, but the first thing that popped into my head was when Amani was like, well, I'm gonna have to wear a burka. And he was like, I love a burger. <laughs> oh, God, that was God awful. <laughs> yeah, that was a good moment for me. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was definitely uh, Bennett's friends coming to with, with that dip, coming to sing for Amelia with those damn headpieces on and the, oh boy that was very funny. it was just because it was just so random and so out of control and she just seemed so into it like that's when I knew I think that um they were just gonna be weird forever like that's who they were it wasn't an act so that was very funny to me. What was the moment that real like shocked you? Like the jaw-dropping moment of the season? Well, it's hard to be shocked on the series because they do so many teasers mm-hmm. that they Lead tease up. it, tease it, tease it to the point where you're like, okay, I guess I will guess <laughs> what's going on. Um, so, hmm. Maybe the tattoo was surprising. I think the tattoo was surprising, but also once again, I don't I don't put any expectations or standards on Bennett or Amelia. So it is very hard now at this point for them to surprise me. When, or when, when Bennett tried to do the worm and his belly fell <laughs> flat on the floor. <laughs> That's probably the most visceral reaction I had watching the season. That was not surprising at all. No. What was surprising also was when Henry, when Henry starts to go in on a person, whether it's Brett or Christina, I'm like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Because he come on now. He always speaks so calmly and in such a monotone voice, but you can hear the 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 passion start to pick up. Yes, just. 
maybe he starts going a little bit faster like it, it's he's not gonna or that yell. neck cricks and yeah he's not gonna raise his voice or he's gonna cut his eyes maybe like when you see that eye cut that's when you know he's getting upset mm-hmm. and he's still talking he, normally yeah mm-hmm. a moment I really enjoyed which is a little bit of a throwback is when Imani was getting ready for her wedding with her two fathers and her one father had so much spunk and was such a light, bright, jubilant man. I enjoyed him and his smile. You know, I remember seeing the fathers, the two fathers, but I don't remember spending any amount of time with them. So maybe that's something I had to go back and look at. From uh, the weddings, what did I really enjoy? Hmm. I really enjoyed, I don't know, you know, I, I always talk about the fashion, but I really enjoyed Christina's little lace veil. I thought that she looked very beautiful on her wedding day. I mean, all of the brides looked very beautiful, but I thought Christina looked like with the classic Veronica Lake waves. It was, it was just like a very nice look. And I thought that, uh, once again going back to the beginning I thought that she and Henry made a very handsome couple together and I was and when I first saw them I was like oh if it was just on looks this would be a winning match like they look nice together little did I yeah I thought they looked nice together from Joe who I didn't think looked nice together and maybe this speaks to uh looks not being everything I did not think Amani and Woody looked particularly nice together well I just couldn't get over Woody in general yeah that's so his glasses I don't know if it was about them together it was just him he was a lot he was a lot he his style told me everything I needed to know about him and that he was not my match but (laughs) and I was shocked at first I thought Imani was going to be turned off by him Mm -hmm. but she actually was enamored by all the things that I find found quite obnoxious so more power more power, more power, more love, and hopefully many more years for our married couples. And I hope our other couples are able to find, if not another partner, peace. Yeah, if nothing else. So all in all, what would you, how would you rank this season from zero being trash to five being the thrill of your life? What would you rate this? I would, I thought this was actually a very good season, despite them dragging out the honeymoon. It was a very good season, lots of up and downs. I love the episode with the time lapse of COVID. I thought we got so much ground covered there. So I would rate this season an 8.7, exactly what we needed during quarantine. Something to get into, to distract us from the everyday, but also then to look back at it and say, wow, we've come a long way and this mother effer was stressful. I would give it, if we're going out of 10, I would give it probably a good 6, 6.5, just because I th- I don't appreciate the two-hour episodes. I think that they, it felt very much so as a viewer, like they were reaching for content the entire time, not even at the end once um, quarantine happened. As you mentioned, from episode one, basically, it, it felt like it dragged. Um, 
I do think that the personalities popped well on the screen. They worked well together. Uh, I think that the the dynamics shifted enough that it was interesting. But if they had just shortened it by half to one hour episodes, I think that they could have made it much more snappy and much more punchy. And I would have been more engaged. By the end, um, when I was watching the reunion, I was thinking to myself, is this over yet? Like, how much more do I have to get through? It just felt very much so to me, especially during a pandemic where not much is going on, like a chore towards the end. So I wish they would make it shorter and I wish they would keep it to the high points because there were a lot of high points. Yeah, I agree. And to be clear, the 10 was on a married at first sight scale not on a general television rating scale yeah I agree about the two-hour episodes are too long they also do too many flashbacks um we've been watching we don't need everything to be a rollback um and actually now that you were more critical about it I feel like Amani and Woody carried this season in terms of personality Amelia and Bennett were fun to watch but didn't have necessarily the jokes Mm-hmm. It and wasn't Amani and Woody were the whole package. Yes, I found Karen and Miles' story largely irritating. It was full mm-hmm. of childish behavior and dialogue. Christina and Henry, who it was tough to watch. The payoff was fine. And then Olivia and Brett, we could have done without it. It could have been four couples this season. I agree. I think that uh, I personally think. Um, Olivia and Brett and Henry and Christina were both tough to watch because it just seemed um, very early on it seemed like it wasn't a match and so we were watching people try to make it happen for each other and and it was it was just painful Um, it let me know what it must look like for others when I'm dragging a relationship on and on it's just like god can we pull the cord already so it was a lot but uh, in the end, I liked New Orleans. Wasn't well. I would say it's up there. It's definitely one of my favorite seasons. And you, what? What are your hopes for Atlanta? My hopes for Atlanta is first and foremost they cut that thing down to one hour um, per episode. Let's keep it keep it short, please. Keep it brief. Uh, the other hope that I have is, as I mentioned, that they come out of the box with uh, their matching, maybe an interracial couple, maybe they jump the gun and do a same-sex couple, I don't know. It is Atlanta, after all, so the pickings are ripe. Uh, my final hope is that we have couples that are able to be engaging in a pandemic. Uh, hats off to Woody and Amani and honestly everybody on the show because trying to be engaging, having a camera follow you around or be in your presence constantly during a pandemic, I can only imagine how uh, frustrating and annoying and how boring I would seem if someone had to watch me day in and day out during um, April and May of 2020. So uh, I hope that they are able to find people that are that can resonate with us as an audience, even in their relatively confined existence. So that's what I'm hoping. What about you? I hope we have couples with personality. It's Atlanta. So Atlanta has never been 
has, has never had a scarcity of folks with personality. I hope that we get to see some really good food. I want to salivate. Mm. And <laughs> I hope that our couples are attractive. And better activities also for the couples to do to keep them stimulated I know but also if they could ask them deeper questions I often use Merit at First Sight as a guide I can't really afford all the relationship therapy also maybe I'm not always in a relationship that I can apply these learnings to so it's very helpful to see them go through different things there's new learnings and insights that we can gain new exercises that we can take away from the season I would really appreciate that so up the games Viviana let's see them get you know let's get you said Viviana like Tatiana but what how you say it (laughs) I don't know but you're like Viviana Viviana (laughs) so anyways thanks for listening for season 11 and we look forward to season 12 in ATL ho let's go I'm excited (laughs) 